Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. What do people say about you? It's always a strong reflection of what kind of leader you are. Today on episode 555 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the expert in communicating with influence, Stacey Hunky. I'm going to ask Stacy how you can use the tools of influence to improve your desired outcomes for yourself and for your clients. You can find out more about Stacy along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show, Going Solo, also found on our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Stacy Hunky. Stacy is the author of the book, Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Are Meant to Be Monday to Monday. She has trained and presented to thousands to rid business leaders of bad body language habits and to choose words wisely. She's worked with leaders at FedEx Nationwide, Boeing, and Oracle. She's a certified speaking professional, a valuable accreditation earned by less than 10% of speakers worldwide. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I always love doing this. And thank you for trusting me with your followers. Oh, it's great to have you on. You know, influence is such an important topic. And there's a lot of attention that's paid to influence. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are trying to figure out how to do a better job with their own influence. So with that, you know, with that in mind, let's start off by, by talking about influence. And in particular, why do most individuals believe that they're more influential than they really are? Mm-hmm. That question always shocks a lot of people, David, when they first hear it. If you dissect it, you think about when we communicate, especially now in this virtual environment, or even when you're in person, we go off of how we feel to determine the level of influence that we have. And so many times I've heard consultants, coaches, leaders say to me, well, when I feel good, I'm good. Or when I know what to say, I'm good, I'm effective. And I want your followers to be really careful with that. You're feeling And your thought around easy or not easy does not mean you have influence. And we constantly, there's a big disconnect, David, of how we feel rather than how everyone else perceives us. And I mean, through your body language and through your messaging. Until as a coach, as a consultant, until you're really seeing yourself and observing yourself through the eyes and ears of your listeners, there's a good chance you base your level of influence off of strictly how you feel or the fake feedback. We can talk about that later too, or the fake feedback that you've gotten over all these years to determine, oh, I'm influential and therefore I am. Or I have a lot of people say to me, I've been a consultant for a long time. I've got all these coaching certifications. I'm influential. And not until you really get a chance to see what everyone else sees and experiences you, but that also has to be consistent every time you show up. So how do you, how do you emulate what your followers see, hear, experience, and feel mm-hmm. about you so you can understand how influential you really are? Yeah, baby steps. And then I'll give you a big one. The first one is we've got to start asking for real feedback. When I say real feedback, David, I don't mean, you know, good, nice job. That was great because that, that'll get you nowhere in life. But really finding people that are honest with you, which usually are your family members, your closer friends, you ask them what they think about how you communicate, or you can be even more specific and say, you know, what do I do or say that gives you impact, makes it worth your time having a conversation with me? That, that's step number one. You got to ask for that feedback. So you can make a connection of, wow, that's how they perceive me. But when I speak, this is how I perceive myself. The second one, when you're really 
ready to take a big step. And I think as a consultant and a coach, you should be doing this because of the type of work that you're giving your clients is video and audio recording yourself. When you start really listening and hearing and seeing through the eyes and ears of your listeners through that video playback, you'll make changes. But you'll not just make changes in the moment, David. You'll make changes whenever you're working with your clients. You'll recognize, wow, I'm, I'm going down the wrong lane here, or I'm saying too much. Without those video and audio playbacks, we just walk around life guessing what our clients are experiencing. I guess being on a podcast is probably a good way to do it. Of, of course, I was just going to say that, right? I mean, we're recording this. Every podcast that I do, I listen to it. And I listen to it in two segments. I first listened to it just to listen to it. Then the second time I listened to it, I'm really paying attention to how I felt in the moment of that conversation versus what reality states, which is the recording. Third time I watch it, David, or listen to it, depending if video's on or not, I really pay attention to the word choice. Where do I have opportunity to say less? Where do I have opportunity to have more brevity? It's almost like a, a coach, a professional coach. You know, we're in the football season right now. For a professional coach that watches the plays after Sunday, they'll watch them all over the entire following week, over and over and over. I don't know, David, if you saw, this was probably in April. I sit in Chicago. So I'm, I'm a big sports fan. There was a documentary, Last Dance, featuring Michael Jordan. In this documentary, if any of you saw it, he shares how he would make 1,000 shots a day, 6,000 shots a week. And then he quoted himself by saying, what gets rewarded in public gets practiced in private. And I think as a coach, as a consultant, you owe your clients to make sure that the best of you shows up every single day. And that's where you, you really don't get that unless you're doing those audio and that videotaping process and playback. Stacey, I also have a question about real feedback, which is, you know, one of the challenges when we ask for feedback is getting people to really be honest so that we can improve. And I find, you know, I sometimes catch myself when I'm responding, like even to like simple surveys that I'll get in response for making an online purchase or, mm-hmm. you know, companies that provide customer service frequently send an automatic survey when you're finished with the service call. And I find myself thinking, how honest should I be when I respond to these things? And <laughs> right, these are, these are companies where I don't really know anybody personally. Right. Uh, right. And then when you're dealing with somebody like a consultant or coach, it's a very personal relationship between the consultant and the client or the coach and the client. How do you get your, you know, people that, that are in a position to give you feedback to be honest so that you can improve? Yeah. Prepare for the feedback. I always share the story how my two sisters, David, are part of this company, which can be a good thing and a bad thing when it comes to feedback because your loved ones, they will always tell you what they really think. What we will do is they will be silent observers on some of my client calls. Prior to the call, I will ask them specifically to give me feedback on, I'm trying to practice more brevity or I'm trying to make sure that I'm communicating with empathy. Will you watch for that? Will you listen for it? Whatever it is that you're willing to do the work around. That way, when you can ask for the prepared feedback, or excuse me, you can prepare for the feedback, you're more likely to get feedback that you can develop off of. 
Well, then after the call, David, I spend maybe two minutes with my sister on the phone who was giving me the feedback behind the scenes silently. And she tells me how it is. And, you know, she's not afraid to be honest and tell me what's working, what's not. That's one way. Now, another way I'm thinking as a consultant or a coach, if you've got, whether it's someone in your personal life or your professional life, you have a conversation with them, they can also interactively coach you. For example, David, if you and I did this, I would say to you, David, I'm trying not to start every sentence with the word so. Every time you hear me do it, would you tell me? And that's, that's another way that you can quickly get the feedback, but also quickly increase your self-awareness to change an old pattern to create a new habit. Right. But you're asking a specific question that will, is based on something that you know that you do that you want to correct. And B, by being really specific, it may trigger some other things on the part of the listener. Correct. And when you don't know, when you're like, oh, I'm kind of clueless, I have no idea. Then I would simply say to someone, I really want to make sure that I come across authentic. Mm. We just kind of pay attention to how I behave. What am I doing where you don't see that happening? Maybe it's my facial expressions or listen to my message. Do I, do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? Or do I sound like I'm saying too much? Sometimes it's just a matter of asking that open-ended question of what do I do or what do I say where you gain the greatest impact? What do I do? What do I say where you, you really feel like you can trust me consistently? So it's identifying, you know, what, what do I want to improve? And if I don't know specifically what's preventing me from getting to the next level of influence that I want to achieve, then it's more of that broad open question of what do I do that you really like? What do I do that really annoys you? Yeah, those are good questions. You know, and then, then from there, David, you still, <laughs> you still get to decide, do I take the feedback? Don't I take the feedback? Because sometimes feedback is the gift you don't want to receive and they tell you anyway. But you have to be willing, if you're going to ask for feedback, and I, and I share this because as a coach myself, sometimes individuals that I'm coaching don't like the feedback. And I said to them, if you don't like the feedback, don't ask for it. But I'm not here to tell you how great you are because that's not going to get you anywhere in life. But it's what, what can you do to just make sure that influence is more consistent for you or that you really do have influence in a way that you want to have it? Well, I find that a lot of consultants and coaches are either afraid to ask for feedback or right. just don't ask for it frequently enough. And, and I wonder if it's because, well, as a coach, as a consultant, if a client hires you, they're hiring you for your knowledge, for your experience. When I coach individuals, obviously now all virtually, I will say to them right up front that I learn just as much from you as my goal is for you to learn from me. In order for this relationship to work, because I'm giving you a lot of feedback, I'm open to it. You need to give me feedback on what's working for you. What don't you like that I'm doing? And I have, that's probably where I've gained the greatest growth, David, outside of the coaches that I hire and the mentors that I hire throughout the year. It's, I've learned so much from my clients. And sometimes the harshest feedback that I've gotten from clients was that part of the business that we knew we needed to be more innovative, but we didn't know how. We knew that we needed to offer another offering, but we didn't know how, or we didn't know what that was. To me, as a consultant and coach, you are in one of the best careers because you get to grow for free by just listening to your clients and what they're saying, what they need, what's not working. That is so true. It's so true. 
Stacy, as a consultant, how can you use the tools of influence to help your clients? The feedback and the practice and the accountability are what I refer to as three key drivers. And I would really, if, if influence is something that you see is a need, as a consultant, as a coach, you see that whatever you're, you're coaching them on, that influence is a big part of it that's preventing them. It's the obstacle for them. And I bring this up because let, let's just face it, any leader who can communicate with influence, that's a true skill. Without that, I find there's other problems in the company and on their team, in themselves, is really open up to include having them being open to you asking or giving them feedback around how they show up, how they communicate with their teams. Is it their communication, their body language, their messaging that's preventing them from having the influence that they really could have? Is it not so much them or is it their team that doesn't have influence? Is there a way for them to ask for feedback to ask their team on what's working, what's not working. But I think no matter what your expertise is, your clients, I guarantee if you pull back the curtain a little further, that there's probably an issue there of how they communicate, whether that's verbally and non-verbally. And I think that, David, it's, it's raised the bar in this virtual environment because for whatever reason, virtual etiquette has taken a side seat. I was, I was sharing with a client last week that everything on how we communicate, the challenges, our strengths, those were all there pre-March. This virtual environment has just magnified it. And I think you can really give your clients a gift by giving them some feedback around how influential are they during your mentoring, during your coaching, because however they behave with you is always a strong reflection of how influential are they with their teams. And I believe that influencing others to take desired action is the primary role of anyone who is a leader, whether you're mm-hmm. a company leader or you're a leader of, of a team or a project. So understanding something about influence is really important. Yeah. I mean, that's always a true test of a leader's influence is their followers. Who follows them? What does everyone say? I was going to say in the company office, but right now it's all virtual, right? But what, are, what do people say about you? It's always a strong reflection of what kind of leader you are. Because I think I've, I've always said this for years, David, you can be the smartest person in your industry. If you cannot communicate in a way that people can follow you, understand you every step of the way, trust you to take action, does it really matter how smart you are? Yeah, it's really true. I love that. What do people say about you? That's um, That really is a, an important indicator. Oh, it's so true. And I, I look over the years of doing this work, there'd be a lot of times that the individuals that I would coach would say to me, I love you and I hate you all at the same time. <laughs> and when I would ask them, well, let, let's focus on the hate part. They said, you, you tell me the truth. And that's why I love you too. Because as, and I bet you've heard this with your followers, David, and your clients, as we climb the corporate ladder, it just starts to get lonely when it comes to feedback. Because who's going to tell? Who's going to tell the consultant that they hire? If you don't ask for permission for that feedback, who's going to say to you, you know, it takes you a long time to get to the point. You always seem so distracted every time I get you on a virtual interaction. No one tells that individual. No one's going to tell your client. No one's going to tell the CEO that they say, I'm an ah too often. And it's those things that 
we, we tend to forget it's not so much your years of experience. Of course, that all plays into it or your title. It's how do people experience you Monday to Monday? Well said. So true. Stacey, how did you end up becoming such an expert on influence? A lot of rough feedback over the years. <laughs> you know, I, I've always been intrigued with behavior. I'm always intrigued with how can you behave a certain way and you don't realize you're doing it. And I think a lot of it goes back to my years, my younger years. I grew up on a farm and my, my dad was always constantly telling my sisters and I, be kind to everyone. Watch your tongue, watch your behavior. Like it was just constant. And it, and it triggered my thought over the years as I started to go to college. And then my first job out of college, I always thought, how can you be in that leadership role but you behave that way, or you don't realize how strong your nonverbals are. And that sometimes is a positive, right? Right. And I started, you know, I was very fortunate. I started my career off very young by doing coaching for another company. I, I did a lot of hiring of professional speakers to speak at our large events. So I would hang on to their shirt tails, David, and I'd have them coach me. I was in my early 20s at that point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And it, it's funny because some of them are still speaking, right? So we kind of, you know, cross paths out on the speaking circuit. But I, I learned very early on from a coach of mine. I was, I, was oh, I, I don't even know if I was 25 years old. And for whatever reason, they put me on a platform. I would introduce our speakers for these large events. And one day he said to me, I'm going to record you. And we argued about it. And I'm like, I, I'm good. Everyone says I'm good because I was getting such fake feedback. Well, he records me. I totally bomb in front of the stage, on the stage in front of an audience. And we go and we watch the playback. And he says to me, as we're watching it, would you want to sit through that? And, and I, can, I can remember the conference room we were still in. I, I, it was like yesterday. But that feedback and watching that process of video and audio made me realize your feeling has nothing to do with what everyone else experiences, unless you're getting this feedback in the, and doing the recordings. That's really where it started, David. How did you feel at the time, Stacey, when you, when you got this? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> got the feedback? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was just such a slap in the face, right? Almost like someone socked me in the stomach because I remember how many times people would say, oh, you're just a natural. You're so good. You're so good. And I was not even close to being good. That was, like I said, I was maybe 20, early 20s when that happened. Then from there, I started doing a lot of recordings of myself. I worked for another company that was part of their certification. You had to constantly record yourself. I'm, I'm so used to that concept of being in the moment like we are right now, knowing that how I feel is not a guarantee how I come across. Yet the more that you record yourself and watch those playbacks, you start to realize in the moment oh, you said something that you shouldn't have said. Or, nope, don't go down that road. That's not the lane to pick right now because that's not what this audience wants. Your level of awareness is so high. Kind of like an athlete. I guess that's another way of comparing it. Mm. And an athlete knows how to grip, how to hold on to that golf club because they've had so much coaching. They know when they swung the club back too far or not far enough and that the ball, ah, it's not going to go in a straight line. It's not going to land where they want it to land. I'm talking about that level of awareness, especially as a consultant and a coach, you, you just really owe it to your clients. I mean, they're, they're investing in you and they're investing in time with you. Now, one of the things I'm hearing from you, Stacey, loud and clear, is that 
practice is really important and getting guidance from somebody who has experience is also important. Yes. Over and over, I am constantly preaching to my clients the time spent with me and my team. That that's one step. The big step is momentum and repetition. That's the only way you're going to master anything in your life. Is you've got to have momentum, right? Movement. You got to be constantly moving forward. And part of that movement is the repetition, which is the deliberate practice. Here's the good news: as we're all virtual, as we're speaking today that you have how many virtual interactions in a day? Every single one of those interactions is an opportunity for practice. Your next call, think about your brevity, have it or you don't have it. Then the following call, think about, I am so not gonna multitask, I am going to put 120% focus in this call. Suddenly you get through a day, that's a lot of practice. What will start to happen, that becomes your natural state is all you know is there's no downtime. There's only time for momentum and repetition to be constantly learning. Uh, One thing that my coach has said to me, just this was just a couple of months ago. He had said, as a consultant, as a coach, that idea of momentum and keeping your body moving, you can only serve your clients and your teams if you're learning yourself. I don't know if you know Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn Mm -hmm. always said, you know, 30 minutes a day, you need to read 30 minutes a day and you need to invest in yourself every day if you're going to invest in your clients and your teams. And that's truly, I'm staring at a post-it note right now. I, I always write down three action steps every day that I need to accomplish that are going to positively impact the business and my development. And the third step on there right now, David, is 30 minutes read today. And I, and I think that's the other thing that I'm, I'm as guilty, you know, it's, it's a work in progress here. I did not always make that part of a priority to invest in me every day. When this whole March madness started to happen, that was the one commitment I made to myself. I thought, you know what? This is a gift because I have no excuses now. I'm not on the road. I'm not in airports. I'm not in cabs, airplanes. All that extra time, I'm going to make that time for development. Yeah, very important. And if, if all your listeners right now just thinking about, gosh, if you could really take advantage of this time and develop yourself, imagine how much stronger, how much more influence you're going to have when you are back to being more frequently in person with your clients. Stacy, who's your ideal client? Oh, someone who is open. <laughs> who is willing to work hard. Like I, you probably are getting it, but I just, I don't hold back. Like I know my clients don't hire me to tell them how good they are. They're hiring me because they want to see results. So I love that client who is open, willing to work really, really hard. I love the client that gets their arms around being comfortable, being uncomfortable, because I know I can really make some significant enhancements and improvements. And then also someone that knows how to laugh at themselves. And I, I like to have a good time while I work 24-7. That I like the person that has that sense of humor and knows that even though this sounds really silly right now or I feel really silly, I'm willing to do it because I know it's going to get me to the other side. And how do you describe the primary problem that you solve for them? How do I describe it? Yes. It depends on, you know, the, the very first thing that I do is kind of where we started this conversation off with. I, I give them a promise and I say, I know no matter how much time I spend with you, 
I will increase your awareness of how much influence you have versus what you believe to be true. I know I can do that. I'm going to commit to that. My second promise to you is I'm going to give you action steps that if you're willing to do the work, you're going to be able to use every single day. So I just kind of set the stage. Then very quickly, David, for me to identify what's holding them back, we do a video recording. And that's all it takes because the video camera doesn't lie, right? And I'm talking about your phone. You can just video record yourself on your phone daily if you want. Then based on what I see them do on that recording, based on what they told me initially, what they want to accomplish, I identify the gap. Well, if you want to come across more trustworthy, when we watch your playback, here's where the gap is. And that's where we're going to give you some actionable items that you're going to be able to deliberately practice every day if you want to. So Stacy, if somebody wants to improve their influence or perhaps access any resources you may have that will help them mm-hmm. or get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, we, we have stepped it up big time, David, during this time, because our goal really is, I just want to be able to help from afar. And this virtual interaction stuff, it's not, it's not easy for anyone. So obviously you can go to our website, which is my name. It's Stacy with an E-Y at Stacy, H-A-N-K-E-I-N-C.com. Second, we're all over social media. I purposely, every week, sometimes bi-weekly, David, depending on the week, I just shoot a really quick, short video with any type of tip recommendation on influence. And we post it on our YouTube channel as well as on LinkedIn. Sounds good. We will put this in the show notes. Stacy. I want to thank you Thanks. so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau and share your insights. My guest today has been expert in communicating with influence, Stacy Hunky. Stacy, thank you again for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, David. Take care. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how you can use the tools of influence to improve your desired outcomes and much more. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.